Welcome back to a brand new episode of Two Please. I'm your host Abin, and I'm your co-host Rohit. Uh, today we have a, a special guest on our show. Before we get into the topic, I thought it made sense to introduce him. Uh, I'm sure most of you have heard either me or Abin talk about him, refer to him at some point in many of our episodes, and he's been our friend for over a decade. I think it almost a decade at this point. uh we have omkar omi the homi kamlapur on our show of potex film uh, a, a very popular pop culture podcast based in ghana so this notorious uh, public figure from akara has been quiet for too long hmm. uh, why you so quiet would have never seen you this quiet not talk hey, for hey, so long hey, hey i'm a serious man bro i don't know what you're talking about bye <laughs> 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 guys uh, it's good to be on this podcast i've been listening to you guys since you started and i really love what you guys are doing and then as your fellow movie pop culture fans i love all the episodes that you've done so far so yeah it's good to be on this podcast we like you too homie just fyi uh-huh. i have spent <laughs> an entire year in mokash bedroom it's it sounds not like it because i'm learning it it's not like it sounds it of course it's mind. not like how it sounds <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, to each their own. I don't judge. Anyway, um, we are here today to discuss a very, very uh, special topic. Rohit, do you want to like guide us through this? We're going to talk about what I have uh, tried to call the shoot words, uh, all of the works of writer and director and producer Michael Schur. Uh, mainly, we're going to talk about four. properties the office parks and rec parks and recreation the office is from 2005 parks and rec is 2009 mm-hmm. then we have brooklyn 99 in 2013 and the good place i think somewhere around 2015 mm-hmm. 2015 or 16 was the good mm-hmm. place so we're going to talk about these four tv shows um, broadly in that order uh because there, there's a theory i have that i want to put out there so i want to follow that order but anyways i don't want to get into the episode before we queue gloria swanson okay queuing gloria here we go i am big it's the picture that got small Michael Schur was take it away, bro. So uh, I've been wanting to do this topic for quite a while now. Uh, every I think every two three weeks I just keep prodding up and like Schur was now Schur was now. He's <laughs> like, dude, I I haven't seen most of the work, so mm. I don't know what we'll discuss. This is uh, this feels similar to the way I started out the MCU universe last week. Saying I've yeah. not watched anything. <laughs> I think along the way. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure across memes on Reddit, you already seen a fair bit of the office. Yeah, I have a fair understanding of how of what characters are of what. Uh, see, I I don't haven't like watched the office from season like you know from episode one to episode twenty three, twenty four. It depends on on the season really, but I am aware of the characters. I'm aware of them uh, of of the Dwight's, uh, of the John Krasinski's, of the Pams. I felt like you know, and 
Jim rather, Jim and Pam, right, are this iconic, uh, rather one of the, 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 the TV couples of the, of the 2000s and the 2010s. With me in the office, it's, it's almost like you, I've kind of watched it through the eyes of the internet and like, uh, it's, a, it's a Fight Club-esque scenario and I don't mean this with, this has any sort of correlation to the plot of Fight Club, it's just that when I eventually sat down to watch Fight Club, I felt like I'd seen it already through the eyes of the internet, through quiz questions, through memes, through posts, through like thought essays and video essays. So the, I feel like The Office is very much a cultural phenomenon. And um, I'm even though it may not exactly be my cup of tea, I, I appreciate what it has done for, uh, for comedy over the last 10 years. It's also surprisingly, I think one of the most popular subreddits on Reddit as well. Like, hmm. uh, like Dunder Mifflin sub is huge. Like, I don't, I don't get like pe- uh, growing up in that era. I'm, I'm actually often surprised to see there's not as much of a an online following for Friends, or hmm. for like there were other shows also around that period, or maybe a little before or after, which were also huge in their own respect. But like on the internet, the office is kind of ubiquitous. I, I, I think with I think with with friends and the argument is that no, friends is very much um, it's it's like uh, a throwback to a less complicated time um, and it is very dystopian and I don't think that has it, it has carried over with, um, with with the current generation of fans. Don't get me wrong, people still watch friends. I watch friends on the odd occasion where I where I plug into an episode and. But it's kind of lost its novelty a little bit for me. Maybe it's, it's the in the the reruns, the constant re- like every couple of years I'd watch Friends once. I'd run through the entire seasons, uh, entire ten season set once. But now I've kind of that it's lost its charm. I just the older I get, the more pessimistic I get. I assume. So I'm not. I think it also feels more inappropriate for today. A lot of the jokes. Yeah, some Sports. of them don't land. Friends? Yeah. Friends, yeah. It's, Friend it's sucks homophobic dude. now. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or we just came out and said it. Yeah, even I've never liked Friends. I, I mean, it's okay, it. dude. I think I think it's a product of its era, and I think that's why people love it so much. Is because I feel like it's always that the first show people sat and watched, right? So there's that. But I think online, when you were saying something, I realized that I don't know if like the memes from the office also have pushed it into that like where it's become so popular like the office if you say anything bad about office people will come to your house and be like motherfucker I'm gonna kill you (laughs) I mean like I mean like I'm exaggerating obviously but like you get what I mean right like when you say on the internet if you say you're not allowed to dislike the office yeah yeah, if you say office is a bad show people really come for you and I don't know if it's because the office kind of entered that internet era like when I think internet was becoming more pop, like everybody's getting broadband and you know Wi-Fi and all that because it ended around that time, right? It started yeah. in 2009, like you said, yeah. So I don't know if like the memes and all those things also helped it because friends have never seen that many memes, even GIF reactions yeah. for that matter. But the office has like there's a GIF for every pretty thing that you can think <laughs> of, through. like every yeah. there's some particular moment. Yeah, I think I think meme culture has definitely helped uh, propel it into the stratosphere when it comes to like. Um, popularity but but coming yeah, to the meat of the matter the story man, we, yeah. we didn't discuss yeah. the show yeah it's like the title suggests it's it's set in an office mm-hmm. it's a paper company in scranton new jersey called dunder mifflin and uh, in fact the american show which is a lot more popular 
uh, is an adaptation of a British original by Ricky Gervais. I'm sure a lot of us, a lot of you have heard of him. Uh, which was, I think, a couple of years earlier. Now, the, the British office is a completely different beast. It's a lot more nihilistic. It's dark, cringe British humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, in, in this sort of British humor, you, do, you don't find yourself laughing. You're just feeling weird, but you're, you're laughing out of being uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, yeah. That's the sort of humor that the British show has. The American one is a lot more broad-based. It's, it's your NBC comedy, you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone has something to enjoy in, in the episode. Uh, it's got Steve Carell, John Krasinski, uh, and a bunch of others. Jenna Mindy Fisher. Kaling. Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling as well. Kaling. Who, who, yeah, mm-hmm. who broke Who's out. Made who made Yeah. Uh, and I think they also had a lot of... Yeah, so even BJ Novak wrote for the show as well, right? So they have yeah. like a very talented set of writers. And Shor was also a writer on the show. Like that's how Correct. I think. He, he was, he was not the writer on the show. And that was his, right, that was his big breakout. In fact, he also stars as uh, Moe's Shroot White's cousin or brother in the, in the show. Whenever there's any episode set in the Dwight Farms, mm-hmm. Shrewd farm, sorry. That, mm-hmm. That's when most shrewd shows up, which is actually Michael Schur. Mm-hmm. So Interesting, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. So it's, a, it's a, again, the, the, the theory that I'm going to start peddling the theory that I have uh, is that I feel in the Shurverse, every subsequent entry is, uh, is an improvement upon the previous one in some way. Like, uh, if we look at Office, yes, there is a... There are a lot of storylines that you can get invested in. Uh, the payoffs are nice and all of that. But you feel like the show is a little rough around the edges in some aspects. Like you feel the writing for some of the characters is a little by the numbers. It's uh, like, okay, let's save some time here. Let's focus on the main storyline. It's not as fleshed out a world as, say, Parks and Rec and then Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Good Place. Uh, you just feel that, okay, they're here to tell a main story and then there's some stuff happening. But if like, if you take a look at the, when we get to Parks and Rec, I'll, I'll cite some examples. But uh, anyway, stuff like that is what I feel is like, Office is a great show, but it is by no means the, the best of the show verse. I just feel it mm-hmm. gets better. From there. It's a great starting point, but it only gets better from there. What do you guys think? Okay. I guess since I've watched it, I will say that. I think it's hilarious. Um, I remember people, a lot of people now who watch started watching it because of the hype or like what's so funny about it. And I don't know if again, because of the era it's from, people can't relate to it or if they don't get silly humor. Like, I don't know. But did you have a problem when like a lot of people would say that stick with the first season, it's kind of slow, but the second season it gets better. Because I found the show funny from the first season itself. But I find myself when people are like, hey, you know, like Office of Family, like, yeah, the first season, I think any show first season, sometimes, especially with comedy, they're experimenting, right? So they don't know, yes. like they're trying to test the waters. And then because from second season onwards, dude, it's a laugh, right? Dude? Like there's so much happening. Like, I mean, like there's so many instances you can quote and like, you know, the whole that's what she said jokes and obviously Steve Carell's character just being very stupid. Dude, like, you know, my favorite episode is the one where uh, they they all go to Michael's house for dinner. <laughs> and the whole dinner is so awkward <laughs> because uh, him and Jan, I think, right? Her name is Jan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Jan are fighting, and it's like 
there's a cold war happening throughout the episode everyone's awkward <laughs> and he talks about that small plasma tv <laughs> goes into the wall <laughs> i think my favorite episode was the diwali one because he tells people diwali is india's halloween so then she does okay. like cheerleader and then he sings the song diwali diwali like you know and i think he he himself said that now they won't be able to do a show like this anymore because again it's a thing uh, a bit politically incorrect and like now it's not i don't think it will pass the humor check this time around Like I feel yeah I feel definitely perception has changed with how the with how the show is uh, I mean generally with how comedy is viewed over the last 5 years I would go so fast to say I've been saying the last decade but I think over the last 5 years there's been a a significant shift in in terms of what people like in their in their comedy now going back to your point about why you people are when you know people say the first season is is a bit difficult to get into and that's kind of like for I'm one of those people and I and what i what i would say about it is that it is less accessible than something a little more wide like let's like say a friends or at the time a big bang theory it doesn't have that punch of a pilot episode where you're like that where you watch the first episode and you're like okay i'm instantly in for the ride and that was uh, i mean and for me that's kind of like it didn't i didn't didn't stick the landing in the first season and just generally uh after that i kind of was like okay i watch a few episodes here and there my roommate's a big fan so he usually keeps it on for lunch and i'll try and stick and stick through certain episodes but i i don't know maybe i maybe it's, it's just not my brand of humor so i don't really gravitate towards it so i've just let i've come to the let sleeping dogs lie position and i just don't really say anything about it actually that's the reason that's another reason why it's become very popular you know no like a lot of them it's just background shows for them Like when you're yeah. eating or you're just folding clothes or you're just like cleaning the house or whatever you're bathing in the shower, mm-hmm. you just got the show running in the background. That's also, I think, a reason why a lot of the the show gets a lot of views. Even mm-hmm. today, it gets streamed, streamed a lot. So, you guys watch TV shows in the bathroom? Like, yeah, good. Why? <laughs> time time utilization <laughs> keep you can watch mu- you, i will not watch you can listen to music or something right today's generation of kids just addicted to tv and phones back <laughs> in my day we used to recite mantras in the bathroom yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> no, no but i i agree with the i agree with the fact like what you were saying is that a lot of people also watch it like when i used, like when i was in india my cousin would just watch it while having dinner you just play a season and then you can just keep watching and watching on you and still retain the charm i think yeah hmm. that's true speaking of um, getting through a difficult first season i think that's a good enough segue for us to talk about the second entry in the shoeverse which is parks and recreation which huh. i think i'm the only one who's mm-hmm. seen it here so yeah i'm surprised uh, i haven't i mean i have I, i actually prefer parks and rec to the office in a weird way it's a lot more uh, optimistic i feel like yeah a, a lot of the humor in the office comes from rather bleak situations or someone's misfortune hmm. uh, in parks and rec that's rarely the case it's it's almost too saccharine it's like everyone's wholesome everyone's nice to each other things always work out hmm. and yet they try, they manage to find some humor in it uh i i like parks and rec again but it suffers from the same problem the first season they tried to again go down that cringe route uh 
and like uncomfortable humor this wasn't working for the show from the second season they took that whole approach of it being very nice and things being all sunny all the time uh, that again really mm-hmm. worked for the show it ran for what seven six seasons six seasons uh, again quite a quite a nice show uh, here's where i i again wanted to make that point it's an improvement about the office in the sense that the world is a little better built out Uh, mm-hmm. like there are these town hall meetings through which we get to hear from the citizens of Pony and Pony is Pony Indiana is, is the city mm-hmm. which Park and Rec is set and uh, these are weird people mm-hmm. like they have weird complaints weird views it's it's a quirk that is a feature of the show's humor and uh, it adds mm-hmm. depth to the world of Park and Rec which i felt was missing in in the office like scranton you don't get to hear anything about it right? like pony is in in a way a sort of character of the show as well when it's mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. so uh, one is obviously the more positive uh, tone of parks and rec compared to the office and this whole world building is how i feel between the office and parks mm-hmm. and rec you could see michael shore was already improving mhm and i feel i i gravitate to the characters in parks and rec a little more than i do with the office and okay i don't know i have this i wouldn't say soft spot it's, been, it's i i love aubrey plaza it's like she is she is absolutely amazing what a talent and i'm it's kind of insane how uh, how they found her the way they did and i think chris pratt too like like fat chris pratt is is kind of hilarious through this show it has one of my and uh, you have nick nick offerman and it has one of my favorite outtakes in um uh the kim kardashian in, like, in, the kim kardashian joke is just yeah 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 the comeback one right? yeah comeback. yeah yeah and then she's and you can see aubrey plaza hitting him and nick offerman just crying into his into his hands <laughs> it's one it's such a wonderful wonderful scene rashida jones apparently a lot of uh, andy dwyer's fav- uh, best bits were this chris pratt improving and the writers used to be very pissed off they were like fuck why didn't we think of this line like he would just make, come up there's also there's also a scene i i remember like i've not seen the show but i think i was watching some talk show and then i think there's a scene where he has to streak or something or he has to be naked and chris so pratt actually naked up being naked, naked yeah yeah and comes out actually naked and i think it was could have been an offense or something because they were in like some public place we could have been put on like yeah. a sex offenders list or something like yeah. that <laughs> But no, even their star cast is even their star cast is very stacked too. Like Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. Rashida Jones, Amy Poehler, um, Aubrey Plaza, uh, Nick Offerman, and then there's even that other is Adam Scott. Is that his name? Adam so, Scott. Yeah, Adam is, Scott. Yeah, yeah, like and, very uh, very stacked even, star cast. Yeah, the guy who plays Chris is a famous actor. Aziz Ansari is also in this, isn't he? Aziz, yeah, Aziz, Aziz Ansari, Ansari, dude. How do you yeah. forget? Yeah. <laughs> But, but all memorable characters like yeah i was just remembering as you were mentioning the cast like even ron swanson what a character exactly. what a well defined distinct character i i uh, again this is a show I'd, i i feel like i may i just cuz how the us is in terms of uh, show distribution i think as soon as the the nbc's and paramount all started getting the getting the streaming platforms everything just started going off netflix So I have just just I was really getting into Parks and Rec and then I think it went on to Peacock. They're on Prime. Yeah, was it on Prime? I don't think it's on Prime. Yeah, I, think, I think it's on like Peacock. No, I think 
no 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 for india like other countries which don't have access netflix has like here in ghana i have access yeah. to the office on mm-hmm. uh, netflix even though in america it's gone off because it's gone to yeah, bangkok yeah. now yeah. since they don't have a presence here then they still have a partnership peacock i think so it does this thing with the office with the first four seasons are free or the first two seasons are free and then the rest are you have to pay for so it's very smart oh, like they've gone through the gone through the that's devilish I know, but it's also like smart. Like it's good business. You're like, okay, here. I know you want to satiate that taste some more. So here, <laughs> now now you feel like you're like that Dave Chappelle meme. You all got any more of those office office episodes? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anything more to add on Parks and Rec? Uh, I mean, I have so much to say, but since you guys oh, haven't watched it, it'll just be a yeah. monologue. No, it's fine. It's okay, fine. fine. Anything but, uh, interesting? What is about- the What is the premise of the show? Ah, okay. Maybe so we yeah, have actually never really discussed. Yeah, we've never really discussed. We just went around. Okay, so the show is set in the Parks and Recreation Department of the government, and uh, it's a bunch of employees who work in the Parks and Rec Department. Like on the face of it, you would you would wonder, right? What are they going to make a show about? It doesn't look like they some people from this department would have. a whole diverse set of experiences but they they do manage to they make make it interesting and uh, it's got leslie uh, it's got amy polar playing leslie nope who is uh, is bureaucrat in the parks and rec department overly enthusiastic loves her job total workaholic uh, also i haven't mentioned the problematic depictions of work culture in parks and rec they really glorify working weekends working overtime like being in love with your job which is not how reality is so i feel that's and now that i go through it i just feel that's a weird aspect of the show but other than that it's got uh, like i said leslie nope it's got uh, nico fuman playing ron swanson who is a boss who is a libertarian and he believes uh, government should have no uh, role in uh, mm. the average citizen's life so he works in the government trying to do as little work as possible mm. so it's it's a <laughs> a uh, very he's a beautiful character and then there's chris pratt who got his big break through the show went on to star in guardians of the galaxy of course and jurassic world he's got opry plaza aziz ansari who obviously we now know or the world probably knows a lot better for master of none mm-hmm. and um, yeah so it's just this uh, bunch of people who who solve different types of problems in parks and rec while they also grow through their own lives uh again it's got characters you care about and they have a nice although a little predictable journey towards this eventual i would say crescendo of happiness which is unrealistic but it's it's a nice world to to visit every now and then hmm. i think it's like it, i don't know with these two shows and even the other two we're going to speak about i feel like all the shows end up ending up on like a good note right like it's very happy happy kind of like there are problems in between but then eventually everything like office ended on a good note this ended on a good note like exactly i just like it's very happy happy has too much of it parks and i just like bro like this is i everything being too perfect like spoiler alert i mean i okay that's too big a spoiler i'm not going to talk about it, but like there's an aspect of leslie no which is like really this also happened it's like everything ends too well but it's it's i i get it yeah that's a feature of the most the sure verse is that mm. things tend to end really nicely for everyone but mm-hmm. it's about the journey it's, it's it's nice to see them get there 
Okay. Uh, anything else to add before we move on to the next one? Also, that show also has a lot of memes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, Leslie Nopin Ron Thompson memes. Mm-hmm. Also and even uh, Chris, the, yeah. uh, the one where he pushes the table, <laughs> like, oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun moments from the show. But speaking of, again, ensemble casts in government agencies, I think we should talk about the next show, which is, I know for a fact, Omkar and my favorite. TV show. Is this like yeah. your favorite TV comedy? Or? No, no, no. Favorite of all time, pretty much. Favorite TV show of all time? Yeah. Uh, amazing. Damn. It's, yeah. Wow, that is that is high praise. I mean, yeah, it is, yeah. One of, it is my favorite TV comedy and one of my favorite shows. But we're talking, of course, about 2013 to 2021's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, Omkar, you want to talk about the show? Tell us what Why it's not? about. Why not? So, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is about, um, as the name suggests, it's a bunch of police, detectives actually, a bunch of detectives who work at uh, the Brooklyn PD Police Department. And basically, their everyday lives, what cases they solve and like, you know, interpersonal drama. And it has like a very, again, stacked star cast. It has Andy Samberg as Jake Peralta, who's like the main protagonist. Like, whilst the, yeah. they give equal importance, like, he's also one of the executive producers, etc. So, and then, like, he's basically the main focus. There's um, the character uh, who plays... Um, there's Chelsea Peretti, uh, mm-hmm. who's hilarious as well. Uh, she's Jordan Peele's wife, for those who don't know. Um, there's uh, Andre Brower, who was on House as one of the doctors in season five or six. He plays the mm-hmm. captain, uh, Ray Holt, and he's like this very straight face kind of like straight stoic. guy dude like he does not have any humor and I think yeah he's very stoic and that's the thing about mm-hmm. him what I like about him is that he's still hilarious like yeah. I find him to be the most funny character on the show like whilst there's so many comedic greats on that show um, there's also the uh, actor who plays Boyle I forgot his name but he's been in like a lot of shows and stuff Joe Latruglia um, or something yeah Joe Latruglia yeah and then there's obviously uh, this guy as well um uh, Sergeant Jeffords played by Terry Crews. No, Terry Crews. Terry Crews, yeah. who's yeah. also really good. Who's mm-hmm. also really Stephanie good. Beatrice like, is also in this. Beatrice, yeah, she's like mm-hmm. she plays Rosa. this like hot-headed uh, Rosa. So yeah, like it's a re- and then you have like side characters with, like Scully and you know all those other guys. Um, and it's a really funny show. Like it's I like it especially. Why I also liked it was outside of the comedy. I think how the characters progress. And character development is on the show is really good. Like, yeah. especially if you watch like the first season and you end up coming to the fifth, you see how each character has grown and mm-hmm. they really tackle a lot of difficult subjects as well, I thought. Like the first episode itself was pretty much like about, like whilst it's about how to be a team player and all like they had. Mm-hmm. And, and then Andrew Brow basically plays like an openly gay uh, cop, right? And he's the captain mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. PD. So like they tackle a lot of... Um, topics and they're very inclusive as well which I thought was really cool mm-hmm. yeah that's true they have a very diverse cast and like Omkar said there is an episode in the fourth season if I remember correctly called Momo which mm-hmm. is about racial profiling uh, there's an episode in the sixth season I think uh, on sexual harassment and it's called He Said yeah. She Said, said. again they've, many times one of the 
possible not possible that uh, criticisms people have tried to put on brooklyn and is oh this show can never uh talk about serious stuff because they're mm-hmm. making light of police work which in the real world is is a lot more mm-hmm. serious Mm-hmm. they like you can't pull this off and brooklyn and almost always has managed to tackle an issue and keep it light but also land the message like you get a moment of two of or two of seriousness but then immediately it's followed by like some levity some mm-hmm. levity to bring you back to remind you that hey we're still brooklyn mm-hmm. nine nine mm-hmm. and the show does a beautiful job of that and like omkar said the development of characters through the seasons uh you just see people grow people change people learn uh you see different facets of of their character like as the show progresses i also feel captain holt becomes a lot more uh open he yeah. becomes funny uh him and kevin i love uh, the partnership uh, yeah, that jake and Yeah, Jake and Kevin yeah. have, and also Old's uh, partnership with Kevin. But Jake and Kevin, the every episode that they're, they're together is hilarious. hilarious and yeah. uh, but greatest collab in the show is uh, Jake and the Pontiac Bandit played by mm-hmm. dude. That is amazing, dude. <laughs> every Pontiac Bandit episode is just Doug Judy. Doug Judy is just. What's his name? What's his name again? Craig I think Robinson. Craig Robinson, yeah, who's also okay. in the Office as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think he, I think he also comes in uh, Parks and Rec also, right? He's a uh, um, oh yeah I he's think in the bay. he's not there in Pakistan. Oh he's not in Pakistan. Oh he's a long time Judd Apatow collaborator right like he's yeah he's, uh, yeah he's been yeah. in the, so Craig Robinson is amazing. Um, I mean Brooklyn Nine Nine probably uh, brought back the cold open or rather made it popular once again has oh, possibly man. the greatest cold open. I have of seen in recent memory, yeah, in or yeah, maybe of all time. Are we all talking uh, about the the uh, yeah, boys boys. yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You would need you would. I mean, for those for those of us who hadn't heard of the show, hadn't seen the show, if there ever was a jump on point to get into it, that was probably it. So funny well, enough, it's from a much later season. I think. Like yeah, I think seven. it's. No, I think no, no. It's it's season oh, no, no, three, three, three or four. It's season, season. No, no, no. Season five. Season five. Okay. The cold open. Yeah, season five. Cold open. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's season five. Yeah, and it's just like my mom and dad who don't really care much for US comedy saw it and had a good laugh about it. So, <laughs> remembering it makes me laugh. But that's I like funny enough. That's not my favorite cold open. Mine is. Which uh, one is yours? Uh, the one where Boyle says, uh, "I was down over the weekend. I had a yeast infection." Yeah, and yeah, Diane. Like, <laughs> and then neither of them laugh for like twenty seconds, and I'm just losing my shit. I'm like, why are they not laughing? This is oh my god! And it cuts straight to Chris. I'm like, wow, what a cold open. <laughs> like yeast. Ah, yeah, yeah, that that like yeah, yeast. This this like is so stupid. <laughs> Oh my god. I showed a lot of even the FPP the full bullpen. Yeah, full bull that was good. I like that one also um where um this character Santiago's character comes late and then Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Holt is like yeah. damn like it's so such a like it's a very non Holt moment right like Yeah. There are a lot of good cold opens man actually actually when you think about it right? like there are a lot of hilarious cold opens as well. Yeah. But I think one thing they suffered from was that um you know it's it's 
like they call it cop propaganda right because it's basically portraying police in a good light right especially yeah. the nypd and you know during like the pandemic we had the black lives matter movement and you know there was a lot of um, talk about trying to stop police brutality and stuff and obviously this show is set on the nypd who are like they are also part of the whole problem of police brutality and and i think they suffered i mean have you guys seen the last season both of you no i have not no i i have all right so i I, I watched it yeah i haven't seen so i watched it and like not to not let me spoil anything but i feel like they weren't able to um i think there was too much pressure on them because you know that thing like season 7 stopped and then this happened and then they had to now reshoot and do this thing so it's kind of set in the pandemic era where they are like vaccinated mm-hmm. so they're not face like they explain why they're not wearing face masks and stuff right but i think that whole point like the the whole blm movement and what happened in the aftermath of it was just like like on it right and mm-hmm. i feel like just like it became very it became like like a pressure pressure situation so i don't think they were able to end it well the last season is not something that i'll probably watch again being a oh, fan of this show like that yeah, yeah being a huge fan of it i might be that, maybe that's how i viewed it maybe you guys might like it but i didn't find anything that like memorable like you know how the first seven season we can quote back to back or yeah, there's so yeah. many things that we you know like there's so many moments in that scene like oh do you remember this i don't think the eighth season had too much of that and i don't know the storylines were a bit weird i think that the problem was they had to end the show so because of that i think they just kind of like were like okay let's just do something and then end it but i felt there was this problem was... even with the seventh season i don't really like it much it it just feels like it's being forced towards a conclusion mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like ever since nbc took over i could feel a change like it was like okay yes it was actually a fox show right it was a fox show 678 was nbc and you could start telling the difference like by 6th 7th season six, you were like okay 6th itself i started first finding like there was a quite a bit of a issue not issue but like there was a tonal shift i think yeah yeah there was a tonal shift it was a lot more smoothened out and, uh, so that you know it's more broad based it's palatable to more people and then it just became like predictable and okay you get you got married now you're going to have a kid and now like whatever i don't know at where season 8 goes but until then it, it and now that you told me season 8 isn't much to look forward to like okay i mean there are some funny moments i think but not something that honestly i think if you lo- love the first six seasons especially mm-hmm. like for me i think brooklyn 99 the first five seasons are perfect like in terms of everything from how comedy progresses character progression 6 7 i think because of the shift i don't know it just felt a bit off to me but i still enjoyed it like the sixth one as well the seventh one but i think by the eighth then they lost steam which is kind of sad mm-hmm. because you know as a favorite of mine i would have preferred if it didn't Like, and like the way <laughs> no, i'm just thinking of yeah. random moments from the show <laughs> the part where they uh, meet milip nos and mm-hmm. him and jake are dancing over some song and then this is the episode where uh, amy gets an offer to join the vultures team right the vulture yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and, then, uh, and even he even him he also plays like that douchebag character right like he's there in uh, 30 rock that guy yeah. he's actually uh, okay. tina fey's ex or something like her boyfriend or something yeah. and then he's there in this 
especially like 6 7 season they had especially when you moved to nbc they had a lot of like i felt like they had a good good amount of this thing like i don't remember off the top of my head but i remember like oh this guy also in this cameo appearance like that was pretty cool dude yeah yeah that's true that's true the linman and miranda one was hilarious i don't follow pop culture <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he's like this super cop and things like that like it was so annoying yeah. but yeah what else do we have any concluding thoughts on it and then before we move on to our final i think our final uh show for discussion uh final thoughts you know booking is is my office it's what i watch on loop whenever i am i just want in the bathroom home. when you're in the, in the bathroom of course <laughs> yeah. like i think normal is watching tv shows in the bathroom dude ஒன் <laughs> 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 I I dude Game of Thrones the first 5 seasons are so good it has ruined the whole thing for me like if i watch even the good episodes in the back of my mind is like what's the point they fucked it up <laughs> <laughs> I mean this this they have a, a new season of what fire and blood coming out what's it called house new of the show. dragon house of the dragon uh, yeah and that's out uh, in 2 months in august i believe and i don't care <laughs> but that i mean I, they they don't it's not the writers this thing it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it because there's it's not un, it's not like unresolved there's definitely going to be a conclusion that deals with it we know how deals. it ends yeah you know how it ends so it's just they you have a narrative a great narrative just stick to it and you think you'll be fine i don't want to ask omkar about the next book i think i'll trigger him the next game of thrones book <laughs> fuck that guy too <laughs> that is a, like i've still not seen the show right but unfortunately it got spoiled for me because it became like i don't think i've ever seen a show capture the world like that dude like, yeah really yeah Every, it was like a ha- it was like a harry it was like a group everything even more than that dude cuz i think when harry potter was going on we didn't have access to it. like not access to internet but there was not social media wasn't as big as this yeah, yeah. but this was like dude everybody on twitter facebook instagram go through go through and then it just fucking was like a dumpster fire dude and i was like well at least i didn't watch the show but you know, <laughs> this is how it ends i guess so yeah stupid show but anyways uh unresolved endings that should be an episode by itself um uh, coming back to the to, much yeah. nicer and better shoot words mm-hmm. no <laughs> I think the last show that we need to talk about is uh The Good Place which is a f- 
a few years after Brooklyn Nine-Nine airs, comes on air, I think from 2015 or 2016. Hmm. How do I explain what The Good Place is? This, this show is so ambitious in scope and the, the philosophy that it tries to talk about. It's really hard to describe, like explain what the show is about. It, it stars Kristen Bell as Eleanor and uh, the show starts with her being dead. She's dead and she's at the gates of, uh, she's in the office of heaven. She's going to meet the architect of her neighborhood, which is how people who are, places are divided in, in heaven. It, the heaven is called the good place. Mm-hmm. And there's and hell, the, which is called the, the bad place. Bad place, yeah. And Eleanor believes once she's placed into her heaven that she doesn't belong there. And she feels there's been a mistake. She deserves mm. to go to the bad place. This is the first episode. This is the pilot yeah. of the show. Mm. Great pilot. And it just goes from there. And the reason she feels that is because she's a shitty person in real life, right? Like when she's yes. she's actually she's like a very trash human being. And, and she has the self-awareness. She knows like yes, I am not like good she's enough. Like, to be. Hmm. There is no way I can be here. Like, but how did I get here? Yeah. And that's how the show starts, and you're immediately hooked. And you're like, okay, cool. Again, it's got a it's got a great star cast. It has Ted Danson, who plays mm-hmm. the architect. He's the architect, uh, yeah. Yes, Michael. And uh, then there's, I, I never learned his real name. I just call him Chidi. <laughs> Chidi plays Chidi in the show. I, I don't know what his real name is. Uh, again, amazing character. Then there's... Uh, there is that, uh, is it Jamila something? Um, Jamila Jamil. Yeah, she's there in that Plays show. Tahani. Tahani, uh, yes. She's like this rich socialite celebrity uh, and it's got Darcy Carden as well, uh, who plays uh, who plays a an android, a sort of robot, who uh, of the good place, who who ends up becoming everyone's friend. Mm. Yeah, and very interesting star cast, very interesting premise. What I really love about the show, and again here you see Michael Schur going one one upping himself and his previous works. Like I said, right in in terms of the ambition of the narrative. Uh, this show talks about heaven and hell, what it means to be good. And it gets into really complicated philosophy. Like in the show, Chidi is a philosophy professor and he uh, basically teaches Eleanor and helps her become a better person. And in the process, the show actually references some really uh, obscure and like uh, heavy philosophers and their works. And... uh, it's just like, okay, how has he managed to package this niche information into pop culture and, you know, uh, expose a larger audience to it? And it raises some uh, really pertinent questions about morality, about being human, about right or wrong. And all of this is done in, in, in a sitcom setting and it's funny, but it's also thought-provoking. And the fact that it was pulled off this well, to me, is just astounding in and of itself. <laughs> I so I have only watched the first two seasons, uh, which I really loved a lot. I wasn't able to watch the third and fourth one, but I should. But I think when it was going on, also with my only hope for the show is that it wouldn't um, exceed like fifth, like more seasons than it requires. And I think it ended in the fourth season. And I think that's perfect yeah. as well, because a lot of times these shows have good, like something good going on, and then they just fuck it up, and then you know. <laughs> There's like a tip, but I think this show has managed to stay 
like really good all four seasons right yeah mm-hmm. and the way they ended i mean the 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 point at which it, it is ended the resolution is so perfect and it it is so satisfying at a i don't know at a very it's a deeper level than emotional you you, you just understand like i don't know how they like how they're evincing such emotions out of the viewer in a funny setting mm-hmm. like and like again i don't want to spoil the show but there's there's an a line that chidi's character says at the end of which is a, a buddhist quote about what it feels for us to die and let go mm-hmm. uh, and it uh, compares the soul to a wave like yeah, a wave is is alive in in a moment of time but then the wave eventually falls and disappears Mm-hmm. uh and he just compares that to uh, the end, death of a soul and like wow am i watching a sitcom am i watching like a, a something a lot more profound yeah it's mm-hmm. insane how they pulled it off insane it's it's super like very philosophical dude. like they discuss yeah. a lot of these philosophers and stuff and it's it's very good dude. like i don't think it's, it's a very intelligent show under the guise of like comedy and silliness uh-huh, exactly and it's really deep as well dude. i think there was some episode where i like started shedding tears i think one of the first seasons because it's that like heartwarming and touching like it's really good it is it is it really is i mean have you watched good place no i started it once again i have not like i started watched the first episode got really into it introduced my dad to it and then just i don't know life happened so i need to get back to it <laughs> i i mean need i i need to start a new show that's worth watching I watched a very stupid show last night which I can't believe I finished watching because I was very interested to see where it would go but which one uh, it's an it's a new Netflix anime it's called Bastard and it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old manga like an 80s manga it's like a it's like a heavy metal manga basically and I was I wanted to see where it would go and it's and I am surprised it got made just generally like i'm watching it and i'm like wow i'm genuinely surprised this is a thing and that netflix greenlit it because it, netflix, netflix and greenlit anything now they'll greenlit yeah, shit like <laughs> i mean you guys can sit together write down a put down a, a screenplay in like two days and netflix let's do it no let's 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 get let's let's green let's get something up on netflix and be like see anyone can do it <laughs> uh, i don't yeah, think that's I mean, the message you want to land that anyone uh, can do it it only degrades us Okay, fine. I don't mind. I, I, the Netflix paycheck can degrade me. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, that uh, good place is something I should uh, get on, and I will. I think that's probably if you any of it. It's, it's really I, good. Yeah, I think I'm going to like get back into it and and possibly binge the. How many seasons are out so far? There's all of all four are out. All, all, all four, four so are out. ended like so two years uh, back. Okay, two, so it's a four two. and done. Okay. Yeah, cool. Then I have like so I have an I have a season arc to complete. This I look forward to it. Yeah. Mm, anything else you boys want to add? Uh, have you guys watched a show's new show? It's called Rutherford Falls. Ed Helms, him, and one more person. I have. Oh wow! This I have not. When I I just last year on Peacock. Mm. He has oh, like okay. some big. He has like some affiliation to NBC, dude. I think all his shows come on that. I think. Yeah, yeah. Except, for like, except, ex, except for like except except for Brooklyn Nine Nine started yeah. on Fox and then went on here, yeah, but it's all Rutherford Falls. Seems to be good because it got renewed for a second season as well. Hmm. I'll check it out. Yeah. Similar comedy only, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's what's, happy what's in the his setting? comedy. 
I have not seen it. I was just reading about it before we started the episode. It's a part. Um, these two people, they're friends, and the person is a mayor. Something like that. I was just saying, but oh, it looks like it's interesting. interesting. So, yeah. sorry, my synopsis was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I just wonder how people. how is he going to one up the good place? Like, where do you go from life and death? I'm curious. I'm gonna check it out. I, I don't know if like I don't even think when he makes shows he looks at it as one upping himself or something right I think he's just making shows for like people because some people find the office the best show of all time or best comedy mm. of all time so like I don't know I think it varies dude like you know mm, that's true this is only my theory yes that I'm yeah, trying like, to yeah <laughs> To shoehorn into the episode, <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like objectively, obviously, the good place is really good, and it tackles a way more like t- tougher subjects, I guess, than the other ones. Mm-hmm. But each has its own charm, and each has its own reason why people love that show and are willing to die for it. So, yeah. so uh, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Omi, thank you, bro. This has been an absolute blast. Thank I'm you sorry so about all the me. about all the tech issues. Thank you, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll yeah. have him back again for some. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. De- definitely, dude. I'm here for you guys, dudes. <laughs> Thanks, dudes. <laughs> take care, dude. Uh, all right, take care, guys. We'll see Thank you on the next one. So they opened their big mouths, and out came talk. Talk, talk.